Welcome back to the Travis Podcast. We're your hosts, Kim and Aaron. We are healthcare travelers and the creators of Travcess. Travcess is a brand that has resources for healthcare travelers on the clock and off the clock with our online courses, podcasts, and adventure trips. Okay, so we are sitting in our hotel room. The noises are going by, the sounds of Cusco. We're sitting here sipping coca tea Ugh. and out of breath just from the intro. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, it's, I was literally thinking that because we're in Cusco, it's over 1,100 feet in altitude. 11,000? Oh, yeah, 11,000 feet in elevation. And and so it's you, you, it's harder to breathe. You move slower. It's just you. It takes some time to get used to it. And so I this whole time I'm like, don't get into your like. It's it's all about your mindset. Like you're fine. You're breathing fine. You're good. You're good. Which is really important because you don't. You also don't want to like feed into it and then you like make yourself feel like shit. Totally. But we just walked up the stairs, sat down. I have my coca tea. We're talking and I'm literally like. Oh my gosh, like yeah. trying to catch my breath. And it's not like Struggle a bad, like real. I don't feel that like I can't breathe. It's a matter of just like what you normally take for granted of like, I should not be winded sitting, you know, walking upstairs and sitting in a chair and talking. And it's like, it just, it's a little bit harder. Yeah. You know, it's not like, it's like, oh my God, I'm struggling. No, you just, you move slower. It takes a little bit more intention to, to take deeper breaths and you definitely get, short of breath way quicker doing very easy tasks that you can do at home that like you don't even think about yeah it's just part of it but it takes a couple of days your body acclimatizes and then i feel like it's, it starts to feel normal again totally so boudreaux why are we in peru are we doing this now huh we're doing this doing what oh i thought we were doing this one the What's live that? <laughs> The quick fire. No! I thought we were doing the no, quick No, this fire. is the full bore. Oh, I had no idea. I thought we were doing our 15-minute no, quick fire. I was no. like all prepared for no, that. No, that's next. I was wondering. I was like reading that paper, and I'm like, that has nothing to do with anything we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. Well, now I have to completely switch gears in my yeah. brain. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So, switch. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> We are, yeah, we're in Cusco right now. We are waiting for our first group to arrive. They'll arrive in a couple of days. And so Aaron and I always come in early and just make sure like everything, all the reservations are good. All the guides are good. Like everything, all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and everything is good to go so that when the, the group arrives, it's smooth, it's easy, and we can just have fun. Totally. And so I we're think like it, running around like chickens with our head yeah. cut off right now, just making sure everything's good. And it's nuts because we had it pretty much obviously all set up, but there was a couple like really local experiences that Kim and I are going to do. And they didn't have good wire transfer, you know, abilities. And so those got lost in the shuffle. And so then we had to go and pay in person. And then it was just a lot. And so we were like trying to figure all that out, but we got it all done yesterday. Well, it, yeah. So they don't speak any English. So it's well, like. A couple of them did. Yesterday? Yeah. Very well. Well, she had to call a guy who's going to be our translator. Yeah. And then. Well, so for a, the food tour we're doing, um, she is the sweetest. They call her Mama Celadona. 
And it's not a food tour, it's a cooking class. Oh, sorry, a cooking class, cooking class. She is like the sweetest little angel and she is gonna do an, uh, like an awesome cooking class with us, but she speaks no English. So the reason I went with her is because I felt like it was gonna be a really authentic experience. And also her restaurant that she has, they give back to the community. So she supports mothers in Cusco that are interested in working and they have a passion for cooking or food, but they don't have anyone to watch their kids. So they have to stay home. So she gives, um, she helps raise money to, for them to have childcare so that they can get out of the house and go and, and work. And I, skill, yeah, yeah. I just thought that was so cool. Um, but anyways, yeah. So we were like trying to communicate with her, no English. We're using the Google translate. Now we have to pay for the cooking class and they keep charging our card over and over. And we're like, wait, what's going like yeah, different amounts. He different. was breaking it up into three different amounts and then ended up being four different amounts. And then he realized that he was doing it in soles and not USD. So then I'm trying to do the math and then it's coming out more than what they quoted us. And like, we're trying to like talk about the exchange rate and, and where I'm getting the information and where they're getting the information. Yeah. And I mean, it was like, oh my God. It's just, it's just funny. It's all part of the experience that we were like, oh, we'll just pop in. We'll pay our invoice. We'll get on our merry yeah. way, go have supper. We were literally there for like over an hour. We left, our heads were both exploding, trying to like communicate and figure it out. And But they were so kind and lovely and it's going to be an amazing experience. Totally. But we were just like, oh my God, like... Yeah. Hopefully that hopefully that was ended up Oh, it's perfect. Okay. All right. Everybody's good. It ended up being and it's like you said it's going to be an amazing. She was showing Kim like pictures of her cooking class and people like dancing around and having wine and and yeah. beer and just it just looks like a lot of fun. So, I'm excited. I do want to talk about real quick cuz I we had talked about it before, but I do want to throw this in here. When Kim and I were leaving Lima and heading to Cusco, we got into a cab and for some reason, I don't know, it just triggered a memory of the first time Kim and I ever went completely international and we went to uh, Thailand, Bali, Philippines, Kuala Lumpur, like basically like a tour of Southeast Asia. And I remember just feeling so nervous and so scared of like... Everything. Of everything, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, when you've never traveled... You don't know what to expect. And all you hear is stories and things on TV. And you always hear the bad stuff. Like all the good stuff is like, oh yeah, I went there. It was absolutely fantastic. It's one of my favorite places. But the bad stories are so much detail, you know? So like, unfortunately we get conditioned to that. And I just remember the only thing we had ever done was a European cruise. And I never wanted to get off the boat because I thought we were going to get scammed. Oh my God. And then um, just coming to Southeast Asia on the ground and navigating it on the ground, one... It turned out to be one of my favorite experiences ever, but I was just looking back at seven years ago, those people, to the people that got in the cab yesterday yeah. to go to the airport, and like the growth, and there's one particular story that we'll tell, but I, I wanted you to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's like anything, right? Like you get, like we have our travel legs now, you know, it takes time to become more confident. And we were, we, we were in a completely different part of the world. We were nervous. We didn't know what to expect. We were, you know, we were like so scared of everything and to now just being like, 
uh, we'll figure it out. Like it's not that big of a deal. We have way more confidence going into situations, even if we're not familiar, we're still like, oh, like we have the tools, we can figure this out. It's not that, you know, crazy. And we also, I think the more places you go, the more people you meet, you realize that majority of people are kind and helpful and want to be there to help you. And it's such a small percentage that are going to try to take advantage. And so, you know, being more trusting of people, obviously keeping your wits about you and being smart about things, but definitely more trusting of just like people are kind, you know? And when we were first in Thailand, oh my God. Well, I was just going to say to go from those people who were so scared to now like thinking about, we were walking around Cusco planning group travel. We've planned group travel. We've set up everything. We're paying high dollar amounts for things in places we've never been before, talking to people that don't speak our language. And it just was a reflection of like, wow, like like you said, you grab your, you get your travel legs. And I think you do that in any walk of life, right? Like anything you're doing, the more you do, the better you are. And that, and those things can feel super scary and they can be huge things, but it is like one foot in front of the other, you figure it out. And now it's just like, that stuff's fun. It because yeah, it becomes, you're normal, right? Even with, you know, healthcare traveling, right? It's like when you're first starting, you're like, oh my gosh, like, how do I navigate this? What I'm do I say? I'm going to get taken advantage yeah, of. Yeah, am I going to get taken advantage of? Yep. My recruiter going to pay me the most? And then you get out there and you're like, I'm nervous to walk in on my first day. And what is it going to be like? And how am I going to find housing? And everything seems a little bit more over the top and a little bit more dramatic and there's more nerves. But then you do it over and over again. You're like, oh, I can figure this out because it's more familiar. And you're like, even when you're in situations that you're not completely comfortable with, you have, you've built the tools and the wits and the confidence to be like, oh, now I can figure this out Mm -hmm. with more ease than that initial kind of like panic. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the beginning. And I think that's like really cool to know, like just anything you do, you're always going to get better and better and better at. Yeah. So the Well, I was going to say, even just coming here, mm-hmm. again, like this is our second time in Cusco. Yeah. And, or the second time we plan a Traps as Adventure trip in Peru. And, you know, the first, it's crazy to think that one year ago mm-hmm. that we were, we created and planned and organized our very first adventure trip, right? Mm-hmm. Here in Peru. And we were nervous and we were excited, but we didn't really know what to expect. We didn't really know... Are we going to enjoy group travel? Are we going to like being the leaders of a group? We're so used to us just being on our own and traveling. And what is this really going to be like? Can we do this? You know, we're quote unquote kind of in charge of a group of people. And what is that going to be like? We had never been to Peru before. So we didn't even know what to expect there. Like, oh my gosh, like it's going to be crazy. And so that trip set set the tone for like we loved it, right? Like we love that experience. Didn't come without its growing pains. Definitely did not come without its growing pains, but to be back a year later and like, you know, the driver who picked us up last year, Sergio, he picked us up this year from the airport. Like, hey, Sergio, what's up? How are you, right? Coming back to this hotel with... Well, not only that, when we were at the airport, I called uh, the hotel we're staying at because I didn't see Sergio. And so... I got uh, one of the girls on the phone and she was like, is this Aaron? Yeah. And she like recognized my voice. And it was like just so cool to be like, wow, like a year ago, you had no clue who we were. Right. And now we've built these relationships, not to mention Jesus and Alpaca. Yeah. And And our tour guides. And like 
We've, um, we're going to dinner tonight with our food tour guide that we met <laughs> last year. Like we have like a community here now and mm -hmm. it's last year we were so nervous and this year we come back and we're like, damn, it almost like we landed in Cusco and I'm like, it almost feels like at home. Like mm -hmm. we know the city really well and we, we have like a group of people here that we know and it's like, it feels really good, yeah. you know? And it's like, we've built these relationships up and I think like that's really cool. Totally. Um, and the last thing I wanted to say, and then we can tell this, the funny okay. story and just kind of get into that stuff. But um, the other thing is the group travel, right? Um, that was something that we just really didn't know how we were going to feel. Mm -hmm. And I think some people, they don't know. Are they group travel people? Are they not? You know, And we always just thought we like to travel solo. And so doing that trip last year really showed us and even like in Patagonia it was like wow like those were awesome trips hiking the Inca Trail hiking the W Trek all the cool things that we did on those tri trips Aaron and I could have just done it's like that was a fucking awesome trip mm -hmm. but it was the people that we got to experience it with that mm -hmm. really really made it stand out mm -hmm. and now I feel like I love group travel I think it really I, I'll, I'll always like to travel with just you two but I feel like when you're traveling with like-minded people, it really elevates the experience because it's the memories of the people and the laughs and the stories and the crazy things you guys did and what you talked about. Those are the things that really stand out. Yeah, totally. And I think every time, like even though there's ups and downs or there may be like difficult moments or, or certain times where we don't feel our best or, or whatever it is, every time we looked at like the highlights of the trip, it wasn't always necessarily like what we were looking at or the excursion we were on. It was the people that created that excursion, which made it that much better. Hundred percent. Right. So it's like the ice hiking on the on the glacier was like amazing, but it was like the people and the stories and Patsy falling and like doing. You know what I'm saying? Like those little things that like added to the experience. Yeah. You're like wow, like that was so cool. I think there's a couple of things because like a. It's got to be small group travel. Like when we pulled into Cusco, they had, or pulled in, when we landed in Cusco, <laughs> they had um, gate one travel. This guy like with a flag, there was like a million people. They were getting on this massive bus. God only knows what they were doing. Just going to all their, the touristy things. That's like so lame and so boring and you're with a million different people and it's like oh like that kind of group travel is like no. absolutely not zero desire to do that but when you're doing it i think the way that you and i do it and the way that we plan our trips is you know this this will be our last group this peru group is the last group that will be 14 people moving forward it will only be 10 and that intimacy and that small group mentality, I think that is where those real connections come in mm -hmm. and you really get to know each other. And like, that's where those memories and experiences go to a whole nother level. Cause you're like, you walk away like, damn, like those people feel like family now. And, and you don't really know how that's possible when you, when you don't know people and then you come together and you're with each other for 10 days or something and you walk away and you're like, they feel like family. It's like, how is that even possible? But it is. No, totally. And I think too, what I've realized and I'm interested in your thoughts, like I see it now with helping as much as I've helped on these trips planning, right? Like you always did a lot of the planning. And so now that I've been on the ground with that, I've noticed that the things that you and I really value in travel and the things that we want to bring to our groups, we're able to do with smaller groups because the bigger groups, you have to go to all the major touristy places. 
because they can withstand that type of environment, right? You got to go to the most touristy restaurants. You got to go to the most touristy spots because you need massive bus parking and you need bigger vehicle parking and you need to be able to handle that many people. Whereas like a group of 10, even 14 is pushing it, but we've been able to do it to where like even this group in Peru, we went for the Pisco tasting and ceviche making class. We have like this little quaint little bar area and it's just us. And they don't have to shut down the whole restaurant. We're not like causing like a huge issue. It's just like we have this private room that we get to go and have this experience as a group. Yeah. And so you still get to do those fun things. Even Celadona, the lady, she has a max of yeah. 16 people. And she's even pushing that Yeah. for us. It's supposed to be 12, right? Yeah. So Bali, the same way. Like we couldn't have done half the things we're able to do with a bigger group like that. That's so true. Yeah, you really... That is the truth. Like you just really can't experience more of the off the beaten path things as a huge group. And I think like one of the memories that really stands out to me is the first time you and I ever did any sort of group travels. Again, we were never into groups things ever. When we went to Tanzania and we uh. volunteered um, to build the first ever IR department, which was such a cool experience. But we were there with a small team. So there was six of us total. Me, you, Jason, Holly, Holly and Nadia. Nadia. So five. Five. Okay, so five people. So very, very small. Um, and we all shared a condo together. And we were working, right? So we were working. But we also went on a safari and we went to Zanzibar and we did different things together. And... I wasn't sure even going into that trip. I'm like, we're living with other people. We go like, what is this really going to be like? I don't know. And we left that trip literally buckets of tears. And it was, yes, Tanzania was amazing. Yes, the project we were working on was incredible. And the people and Zanzibar, all of it was so cool. The safari was next level. We could have had, that would have been amazing if it would have just been Aaron and I. (laughs) But the, the experiences we had with those people that we left and I was like, wow, like I truly love them. I had such, like they elevated the entire experience. And that was the first time for me that I was like, wow, that's an interest. I never would have thought other people would elevate our own travel experience. Mm-hmm. Cause you and I always just have fun together and we do our own thing, but that really changed it for me too. I was no, like, totally. that was awesome. As opposed to Rome. When we were like being bussed around for 14 hours with like an entire busload of people, oh. and like they're like, go see the Vatican and then go here. And then we have three hours for souvenir shopping. We're like, no. Like, <laughs> so that, yeah. So that was when we did the cruise that you talked about. And the only way we left the boat is that we would do like excursions through the cruise, which are always more expensive. And they're all like the touristy things, but it doesn't matter. We were tourists and we wanted to go see all the touristy things at that time. But yeah, we're getting off the boat with, you know, a hundred other people from the boat being bussed around on these huge buses. Go, Yeah, going in, like being um, herded in, in yeah. and like going to these, these restaurants that you know aren't super yummy and local. It's like only where they can fit a hundred people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that also is like, damn, like I don't like this. This is not no. how I want to travel. But you put me on like a small bus with 10 people who I click with and who we all connect and have fun with and we go have these like cool Local experiences. experiences. Like that to me is the ticket. And I think we've really found that oh, in yeah. our trips. Totally. And uh, yeah, so I just think that's really interesting to think about of whether you 
are a group traveler or not, and if you're not really considering having an experience with a very small group of people um, and seeing what you think about it because I think it's a really cool way to travel and you also get a built-in support. Yeah. Right, so like we all are there, we're supporting each other. If somebody needs something, if you're like trying to figure out where do I go, what do I do? Like you do have this built-in support system and family and team as opposed to just doing everything on your own. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, there's something really cool no, about it. No, I agree, it. I agree. And I think too, it's funny because now like after that, like getting into that hilarious story that basically triggered this whole thing. So circling back to how far we've come as yeah. travelers. <laughs> and so it was hilarious because we had actually been to Bali for a couple months. And then we flew into Bangkok and we did all the Bangkok things. Uh, we did get scammed that one time, but it was like the best day ever. We rode around in a tuk-tuk all day and saw the fake statues. You know, the state, the fake things or whatever. Remember, it was like not real. And then we went and saw all the suits. Cause so, it was so let me put some context behind this. So, so basically in Bangkok, there's these beautiful um, temples. temples. Yeah, you can go to there. You know, everyone goes to see these temples. So Aaron and I were like, cool, like, let's go like explore. And we didn't really know. We didn't even really have a plan. We we're just going. I had written some stuff down. And a guy... And a tuk-tuk, like, flags us down. A tuk-tuk's like a little transportation thing that they have. And he was like, hey, like, where are you guys going? And I think we were going to one of the temples. He's like, oh, it's closed today. But if you guys get in for however much bot it was, I'll take you to all the best temples. Like, you'll get to see all this. We'll go to lunch. Did you get a river cruise? Um, yeah, a river cruise, like, all this. And it was, it see was like... See the floating markets? It was like equivalent of, like, Five dollars. Not even. Yeah. And we we're like, what? Like, best day ever. Well, then Kim goes, all right, we'll think about this as long as you take us to the most authentic lunch place. And yeah. he was like, okay. Yeah. And so we're like, all right, well, let's get in. So we get in and he, he took us to so many different temples. Um, none of them that were on our list and also <laughs> none of the ones that he said were closed were closed. Uh, but we drove around Bangkok in this tutuk that was so fun. And we didn't know, like, we were seeing cool temples and, like, we were like, cool, I don't know, I don't care. But then on the last temple, there was a guy and he's like, oh my gosh, like, you guys are here on the best day ever. It's tax free day. Like, this never happens. Like, you guys have to go and, and do this and this and this. And we were like, what? We're so lucky. <laughs> This is so weird. I don't know. It still felt a little weird. Well, but but we were like, it's so cool. Like, we're here on, like, the coolest day of the year. So then they took us to their suit factory. Yep. The and suit then tried factory. to sell us a bunch of yeah, suits. Yeah, and we're, like, walking in, and they're, like, standing in suits, and, like, they'll make us a custom-made one and all this kind of stuff. And because it's no tax day, just all this crazy stuff. But our tuk-tuk driver was actually, like, a lot of fun, and he was really cool and spoke great English. And so it was, like... It was cool to do, but... We, I do think he took us to a, a cool, authentic place. I mean, the food did. was good, and there, we were, like, the only white people in there, so... Yeah. no, and know. it was off the beaten path. It wasn't, yeah. like, in the main area, and so that was definitely cool, but I remember the next morning... Oh, wait, what about the river cruise? Oh, yeah, and then we went on the river cruise, and we but were just really on... it really wasn't. No, we went in, like... I mean, it was a cool way to see Bangkok. It was private. It was completely private, and the floating market was just a dude in a canoe, like, coming by us, asking <laughs> like if we wanted, lemonade. like, lemonade and... You know, creamsicle pops and yeah. like things like that. But 
Best five bucks, honestly. It wasn't the true floating market. No. Like if you watch somebody feed Phil, that's the floating market. So it was the most, we got to see all the Bobo versions yeah. of what people go to see. We did not know that at the time, which is why quote unquote scam. But thinking back, I'm like, that was five bucks that we just drove all over Bangkok and like went to these off the beaten path places. Like what a cool day. No, I know. And like Kim released birds out of a cage because she set them free. But then we saw them fly right back into the cage. That's so mean. I don't right. even remember doing that. You wanted to set them free. And so it was like one bot to set them free. And it was like a religious experience is what the guy said. Oh. Again, total scam. But then like we walked away we walked around the corner and I saw the bird fly back into the cage. That is, I'm beyond upset. Yeah, so then. What a scam. The I next, forgot about that. The next that. day we were, um, we were walking around. I think it was the night after Kausan Road. We went and met, um, God, what is it? Our friends, Amy. Amy and, oh my gosh. Jakey boy. <laughs> I totally forgot their names, but it was actually like a really fun night. And so we woke up a little hungover. And I was doing the research of like some of the temples that that guy took us to because I was like, I've never heard of these. And literally, it was exactly the list. You get approached by a tuk-tuk driver. They negotiate the, the price down. They take you to this temple, this temple, this temple. It's tax-free day. Then you go to the suits. And it was like this whole thing. And I was like, oh, my that God. That was us. <laughs> we followed this exact like template and it was like number one scam in bangkok best day but ever kim and i were like we got scammed for like two us dollars like who was, cares yeah it was fun so anyway that leads to we wrap up our time in bangkok we're heading to chiang mai hold on i think it i think it was the next day so we had gone out so Sian road is like the big party area in bangkok and that's where we met our friends that night because they were American too and we just kind of synced up at this comedy show and then we ended up going out and having this wild night which yeah. Cal Road is like you were drinking buckets of alcohol you were in, you were sucking in gas no we weren't well we weren't but that's what people do there's like laughing gas there's I mean it's a backpacker hookup drug yeah alcohol clubs it's comedy crazy. shows i mean it's just everything food massages on the street like pedicures whatever you want like yeah. the fish sucking thing on your feet Which like we did it's just like overload yeah so we go we get wasted so the next day we were leaving bangkok to fly to chiang mai so we packed up all of our stuff oh yeah and i'm like Ooh, i like really want a starbucks i'm wearing like elephant pants flip-flops like a, a white unicorn shirt it was gray it was gray unicorn. unicorn so shirt. here's the thing we did not have transportation set up so we asked the hotel if they could get us a cab now i had read again google can be a problem that if you put your luggage in the cab and then you get out of the cab the cab driver will drive <laughs> away and there goes all of your stuff and so i get in the cab kim's like i want a starbucks do we have time she runs in. It's raining at this point. So he's sitting out on the street and there's these stairs that lead down. It was almost very cinderella of like Kim coming down the stairs uh, into the cab. And so we're in this like bright pink cab and she's coming down. It's raining. So she's trying to hurry. She's holding two Starbucks. She hits the first flight of stairs and literally her feet go above her head and she's just parallel to the ground, still holding the two Starbucks so they don't spill. <laughs> And slams down into the ground in the rain. Her gray shirt is like all like wet and dirty. She's still holding the Starbucks. 
And I remember No, the, the coffee spilled all over me. Oh, it, I mean, of course. Yeah. But you still had some left. No. The coffee oh, literally right. exploded all over my entire being. That's true. Okay, I do remember that. I was just laying there in the ground, in the rain, with coffee all over me, like like screaming and like Aaron refused to get out of the cab. He literally was like, like signing from the cab. Like, are you okay? Like he, he was, he wouldn't even get out to help me because he was too scared. The guy was going to take off. <laughs> so, I mean, I told that first, I probably should have saved that to the end, but I remember just feeling this like helpless feeling. Like I want to go help and see if she's okay. But like, I can't get out of this cab because we got to get to the airport and like, we need our stuff. And so hopefully she just pops right back up and like... I was like, what a dick. I'm like laying here, like my back's broken. I like, I, my coffee's everywhere and Aaron's just like still on the couch, just like looking at me like, you good, right? Like, I remember rolling down the what? window, but I couldn't even do that. You were so scared. Like, but it's, it's like so funny because turns out like our cab driver was amazing. He wasn't running off with our stuff. The fact that you were too scared to get out of the car to like help me, like it's, it's crazy. And honestly, yes, he could have ran off with our stuff, but I, like. No, and, and obviously, like I said, it's like now that that story just triggered and we're like, wow, like I would have literally just not even cared. It's like, who cares about the stuff, right? Number one. Number, yeah, what about number, me? Number two, like he's not riding off with our stuff. Like he's, he was perfectly fine. We had well, just had a long conversation and I know in hindsight it's easy to say, right? But I mean... On top of that, now that Kim's got coffee all over her, we don't even have our morning coffee and we're a little bit running behind. We didn't realize that there was two airports in Bangkok. Yeah, so we, I like got up some like cool, like got back in the car, was a little shaken up and actually I was just more pissed like I didn't have a coffee. And we're like, we gotta go, man. We're gonna like miss our flight. So we like go to the airport, realize we're at the wrong airport and our driver was like, it's okay, I'll get you to the other one, and like, on takes off. On top of that, he said, are you sure that it's this airport? Because this is not the airport that flies to Chiang Mai. And we were like, there's another airport? Yeah, we had no clue. And he literally pulls a U-turn on the highway, and he's like, don't worry, I got you. Yeah. And we freaking made it with enough time to get another coffee. I know, which is insane. And. Bangkok is huge and there's so much traffic like how he managed to get us to the other airport was still time for the coffee like that was such a crazy day and it's just looking back again of like how far we've come of just these things that you were once kind of scared of of now you're like no it's just kind of part of the experience you figure it out you get out there like you know what I mean and what's the worst case scenario somebody does drive off with your stuff well damn that sucks but that can happen anywhere. I also just look at it as like, thank God nothing happened, but you slip and fall. And like, what if somebody on the street ran up and like took your purse off of you? I would have oh still been God. so petrified to get out of the <laughs> car. Like, I would have been like, get him, babe. You would have get told him. the taxi driver to like go. <laughs> like, go, go, <laughs> go, go, go. We'll come back for her. We're so come back. <laughs> so messed up. I'm so sad. I know. And that's just crazy because that's not me as a person. No, right? like, not at all. But it's like, that's what's so funny when you really look back at your mindset and where you're at and why mindset is so important and also learning and just, you know, just like letting those fears get in the way of like who you truly are. Yeah. What, where's another story? Oh my God. There's so many. 
But I'm not going to sit here silent for 10, ten minutes <laughs> while you figure okay, it out. Okay, you guys go grab a drink while we sit <laughs> we'll, here and we'll think. Be back. Um, no, I, I don't know. I can't think of anything. I mean, there's but plenty. Yeah, I think that's just that's the fun of it. And traveling is fun because it is wild, it's different, and it's unknown. And Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, oh, okay. just the fact that, like, just recently with Patagonia, we told on the podcast about how they literally were like, oh, this isn't a direct flight anymore. We're landing in a random place. And oh then, my God. oh, guess what? The crew has reached their limit of flight time. So now you don't have a flight. Like, yeah. so it's like those times we would have lost our minds early, but we were just like, oh, Whatever, well, we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. Yeah. You always, you always figure it out. That's, that's the fun. Um, I think. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I don't know what else. I'm trying to think of anything else to say. Just rounding it out of just. Well, what's your conclusion? My conclusion is that no matter what you're doing, you're always gonna feel more confident and and feel more comfortable doing anything over time, right? And and when you feel more comfortable, things become more fun too. It's like instead of being scared, you're like, oh, this is kind of new and different. Like, let's figure this out, you know. And so just putting yourself out there, trying new things, knowing it's going to be uncomfortable, but it will become more comfortable as you like learn, learn the ways. And, um, that's really it. I think that's what I was going to say. It's just like knowing that, yes, you will feel uncomfortable. There's no avoiding that. Right. And so it's like you said, like keeping your wits about you, like being aware of your surroundings, being smart, not, you know, like we were just in the park in, um, Lima and, mm. It's like, hey, my friend, like, where are you from? Oh, New York or, or, you know, Florida. Oh, I've been to New York before. Oh, awesome. Like, I'm like, I know what's coming. Like, mm-hmm. I've traveled enough. I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so, like, you want me to hook you up with the good stuff? Like, cocaine, mushroom, weed? I got the best stuff. I'm like, nah, man, we're good. Like, you know, but a lot of the times you don't hear the back end of the story. It's like people being like, yeah, like, what an experience. Let's go. Yeah, and like that's those, where you'll you'll find yourself in trouble, like those kinds of situations, right? Like, Aaron's like, yeah, if I say yes, I want some cocaine, and then I follow you down a dark alley, and then you give it to me, like well, that's where asked, we're gonna run into problems. I had asked him, hey man, you've asked me like twice, and I've said no both times, and I don't think you realize you've asked me twice, and so let me just ask you, like, if I said yes, what happens? Like, he's like, oh, we go back to my place. Uh, right around the corner, like around here. And then like I call my friend and then he comes and I'm like, yeah, okay. Like who really signs up for that? Crazy people. And that's how they end up getting themselves into trouble. Yeah, totally. Fucking don't do dumb shit. I mean, even the guy here in Cusco, he was like painting and he was like showing his painting. And then he was like, mushrooms, mushroom, good stuff. Maybe later. We're like, no. You were selling a painting and now you're selling mushrooms. (laughs) That's their undercover. That's their um, shell company. (laughs) Yeah. Like they're artists slash drug dealers, yeah. you know? So just say no to drugs, kids, and you'll be fine. Except when you're in Cusco, say yes to coca leaves, mm. which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's legal, so you're fine. Well, unless you got a, you know, you're in between contracts. Then it's something you have to be concerned about. Oh, yeah. Like if Popping posse on your drug test. Yeah, that is one thing. that. Oh, yeah, we need to talk about that in the briefing, too, mm-hmm. because it is um, cocaine. <laughs> the, so it's yeah. derived from, like, coca leaves, cocaine's derived from coca leaf. So if you obviously were drinking the tea and chewing it so it's not coke. No, you need, like, a kilo of, like, coca leaves to make, like, 
an ounce of cocaine. Yeah, it's like it, it's not actually cocaine, but it just comes from that. So it gives you the energy and it helps with altitude and like the fuzziness of the headaches and all that kind of stuff. But if you're doing that um, and you have to like go back to the U.S. and take a con and like you have to take a drug test for a contract right away, you can like pop positive. But last time um, they said it was what two weeks, and th- she took a drug test and it was clear. So well, yeah, in two weeks. Yeah. So we were debating: is it two weeks or is it three days? Oh yeah, and yeah. so that's what we were trying to figure out. And so we, there's no definitive answer on. I mean, because it's trace amounts, right? And it's just enough to pop positive. Yeah. Um, and so it's one of those things of how long does it come out? Right. Like how long is it in your system? Right. So that's how we're ending this podcast. Yeah, we'll we'll leave it there, kids. <laughs> Say no to drugs, but yes to coca. <laughs> yeah. Only when in Peru. Um, so yeah, this, uh, next week, our, like we said, our group comes in, we'll be on the trail, we'll be doing all the Cusco things, leading the second annual Travis Peru adventure trip. Yeah. Um, next so, yeah. up we'll do, we'll be coming back from that, so, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't have to debrief the trip. We'll have stories to tell, I'm sure. I mean, if there's stories to tell, we'll tell stories. Yes. Well, we'll tell stories about everyone. <laughs> By name. Yeah. yeah. With intimate it's another, details. It's another benefit of coming on the Travis trip. Just know your name will be on You'll the podcast. You'll get a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't hold anything back. No. We're always looking for content. Yeah, especially hookups. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I hope there's some. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. All right, all right, guys. Well, stay safe out there. <laughs> we'll see you again. Okay. It's always... Dude, if you don't... Listen to our podcast. Just fast forward to the end to listen to how you sign off. <laughs> Buddy, I am, do you I'm, feel insecure right I'm now? I'm coked up. I <laughs> <laughs>